Chapter 10 Cravings of the Soul So that was everything screaming through my head. There were other people, like me, all prisoners, all slaves, but there was a chance we could throw off our shackles and all we had to do was ask? Of course, I didn't know that for sure. I mean, it wasn't like anyone had told me that if I didn't like the meatloaf, I could send it back. So maybe that was a trick. All you have to do is ask, but you don't know if it'll work. You never hear about anyone who did it. They're not going to tell you, that's for sure. Are you going to try it? Are you? Well, easy for you to say, you're just listening to this. You weren't cornered by Windermere telling you to betray Adele Morgan. She'd ripped out my heart, Del Morgan had. Still burned, what else could she do? What could Windermere do? I mean, she must have had a big pair of hairy ones to stand in Del Morgan's house and offer me a job. That was enough to make me think, what could she do? All this was racing through my mind, all of it. I was standing there not knowing what to say, fumbling for words, and she wasn't going to give me an out. She wasn't going to offer me to let me think it over. No, she wanted an answer right then and there. The only question was, how carefully could I word the answer? Could I get my mind to behave enough to think of one? You have to be careful what you say. Even a polite, neutral answer can be enough to be considered binding. Hey, I had just spent the last couple of hours listening to the fair folk talk politics, so I think I had a sense of how carefully I had to word this. You've given me much to think about. Everything's so strange. I can help. Shit! Okay, she didn't want to take Let Me Think It Over for an answer. Not that I didn't want to leave the option. Oh, okay, I didn't really want to leave the option open. I mean, she was basically offering me sex in exchange for working for her, but... Not in a good way. More like she was offering me a whore to screw when I felt it. Well, not even that. A slave whore. Like those women you hear about on the news who are trying to escape third world poverty and persecution and discover their right to freedom is really a right to a back alley exotic massage parlor. There are some things one must discover on his own. Or else he is less than a man. Ooh, that sounded good. I wondered if I could run with it. Everything's so strange. I've forgotten. If I, I'm nothing. And so everything is bound up by your sex. I suspected as much from my Grendel. I must think everything is new to me. You, everything. Of course, but I must warn you. Del Morgan is being kind because everything is yet new to you. There will come a time when she will force herself upon you. I can only offer my hand for so long. Yeah, and Del Morgan ripping out my heart was a kindness. Okay, so things were only going to get worse. I kind of suspected that. By this point, I was totally confused by her clever little conversation. I didn't know if I had turned her down flat or if I could give her an answer tomorrow. Was she going to take no for an answer? I mean, I didn't really want to turn her away completely. What if I discovered that I could use her help later? Oops! Sorry! Burn that bridge already! I mean, there was still that whole breeding program ick factor, but then again, what wasn't icky around here? Then again, she seemed to be accepting my fast-talking sidesteps awfully fast. Should I have been worried about that? There was still a chance she was going to end our little conversation by ripping out my throat and on top of that i thought i could hear the others growing closer and as if things weren't strange enough oh my head i think it's gonna explode all this thinking and second guessing i could feel my brain start to squish out my ears no not literally what were we talking about oh right she had said something about only being able to help me for so long risk the universe is risk that is how we live a gambler, too. Splendid. 
We must play chess sometime. One more gamble, then I must go. Know this. You were chosen, as I said. But it goes beyond that. I know why you were chosen. They have plans for you, and it isn't to be Del Morgan's errand boy. I can help. Remember, I can help. Oh, great! That's exactly what I wanted to hear. You know, I've never been able to figure out if she was serious or if that was just some kind of parting screw you kind of thing. If I cannot have you, then nobody can! See, after she'd said all that you have a destiny crap, she turned and re-entered the party, leaving me to stand at the edge of silence all by myself. Well, she had given me a lot to think about, that's all I can say. I don't even think anyone noticed our little conversation. Not right away. Someone did. Of course, I didn't learn about that until later, after the party. Nothing that interesting happened for the rest of the evening. Everybody got good and drunk, and they all went home. Del Morgan disappeared, Hannah and Romana swooped in to start cleaning everything up. So, of course, I made a hasty retreat. Couldn't sleep. Sprawled out on my bed, tossing and turning. The old brain pan was too fired up. And what was I stuck on, I ask you? Why, the possibility that there were others like me. People who had found themselves on a little stretch of beach that had absolutely no business being there. People had found themselves doing stuff like flying and shape-shifting and dancing lightning bolts and all that. There's another strange thing. I'd started to doubt myself that I'd done any of that freaky stuff I'd done on the beach. Easy, like a dream or something. But to find others like me, why then there would be no doubt at all. We really could do all kinds of fancy not-of-this-earth shit. Like I said, couldn't sleep, also hungry. Hadn't eaten since long before the party, decided that it was time for some food. Maybe something sticky, chewy, gooey. Yeah, it sounded good. There was a light on. That was strange. Not from the kitchen. It was coming from one of the other rooms. Okay, maybe not so strange. I mean, I didn't know what hour it was. Could be day, could be night. Found it hard to keep track of things like time in this place. But it meant that someone else was out and about. Probably Hannah and Romana. Didn't really want to run into them. But the concept of food kept dragging me towards the kitchen. Maybe some fresh bread. There's always fresh bread in the kitchen. Stuff it full of cheese and mushrooms and the strip steak that I'd seen in there the other day. Little olive oil, dash of mustard, flash bacon. Yeah, it sounded pretty good. Light was coming out of the billiard room. That was interesting. How did Romana never really went in there? So curiosity got the better of me. Should have known better. Found Dale Morgan in the billiard room. Playing a solo game, knocking the balls into pockets, setting up trick shots, sinking them all, of course. She was smoking, too. Really thin cigar. I mean, I always think of cigars as being those monster things you see in movies or bad TV. You know, symbols of wretched excess. No, really. What do you think of when you think of a cigar? Fat cat sitting back, lighting one up. Laughing over these bulging sacks with green dollar signs painted on them. Del Morgan's cigar? Slender. Sleek. Looked almost like a cigarette. I don't know. Couldn't bring myself to believe it was one of those. Smelled like a cigar. Del Morgan noticed me standing in the doorway. Didn't say anything. Motioned me into the room. Well, so much for food. Anyone know something really strange? Wasn't scared. I mean, the last time I'd seen her, I'd almost pissed myself, flashing back to when she ripped out my heart. This time, hey, it's you. Notice something else. She looked scuffed up. Like she'd been in a fight or something. Bruise, high on her cheek, just under the eye. Skin was cracked. That's the right way to put it. 
So she looked back up from her game, brushed her hand past her face as she were moving hair away from her eyes, looking at me. I swear she was reading my mind. Just protecting my investment. Windermere won't be bothering you again. Thought I was going to throw up. I mean, the first thing to flash through my mind. Oh, shit, she knows I'm going to die. Like I'd done something wrong. Del Morgan had stumbled across my fiendishly clever plot to escape something like that. I had a secret, and she'd ratted it out already. It's not like I wanted Windermere's help. Problem was, it was no longer an option. Del Morgan knew everything. Everything was ashes before it had even begun. And the one thing, one thing going through my mind as she lined up her next shot was how long did I have before she punished me? More than that, really. I mean, she was scraped up. Like she'd done ten rounds with a lawnmower. Okay, nothing that bad. But I mean, at that moment, I wanted her bloody. I know that a total non-sequitur from what I'd just been thinking. But look at her! I wanted her to have been reduced to a bloody pulp. To need Romana to arrive with mop and pail to sop up all the blood. Aside from the bruise, she had maybe a couple of scratches here and there. Nothing requiring even a band-aid. But I knew, I just knew that she had confronted Windermere about our little talk. That Windermere was the one gushing blood, the one who had lost the fight. So Del Morgan didn't say anything, sunk another billiard ball, cigar all but ignored between her fingers, trailing smoke, as if she'd just like to hold them or something. I just stood there, watched her sink trick shots, waiting for her to strike me upside the head with a pull cue. I could feel her do it. Her fingers slipping around my heart. I could imagine her taking a big swing with that pull stick in her hands. Lost my appetite real fast. Couldn't have said anything even if I wanted to. She had given me permission. Finally, she looked at me. Fancy a game. Didn't even wait for me to answer. Just started racking up the balls. Looked like she was setting up a game of nine ball. Let's see if I can remember how to play. You have to knock the balls back in order, starting at one. If you miss a shot or sink one out of turn, you have to let the other person shoot, something like that. Well, if there was anything odd about the rules, I guess I would just find out as we went along. Handed me a pool stick, and I almost flinched, like I expected her to hit me. I can't believe I flinched. That's it! Look guilty, why don't you? She didn't say anything. Waited. I took the cue. She went to the wall to get another stick for herself. I lined up my first shot, took a deep breath, and almost dug a deep furrow in the billiard table with my cue. Cue ball goes flailing off to one side like it's making a break for it. Finally smacks into the other balls. They break like they're in absolutely no hurry to get anywhere. Cue ball just sits there looking all smug about itself. Hey, I can't remember the last time I played. Shoot me, okay? Morgan doesn't say anything, takes a drag on her cigar, surveys her first shot. Are you married, Drake? No, I mean, I, she left me recently. I am sorry. Truly sorry to hear that. What happened? I don't know whoever understands these things. I was married once. Don't like to talk about it. There is always a reason. Oh, I know. I guess it's that old joke, never go out with someone just because their locker is next to yours. We got married out of high school, got family student housing in my university that way. Let me guess. She paid the bills, you studied. Yeah, she waited tables so I could get a degree. The idea was that once I had a big fancy paying job, 
It would be her turn to get an education. Thing is, once I got that job, I could support both of us. She didn't need to keep working, so why get a degree? Pride. That's a funny way to say it, but yeah, sense of self-worth, self-fulfillment. But I mean, I had the job. I had the wife. What else was there to make my life complete? Kids. I wanted kids. There's her self-worth, her fulfillment as a wife and mother. A degree? How long would that take? I wanted kids. So did she. I wanted them right away. Why did she need a degree to raise kids? My mom didn't need one. And look how well you turned out. I don't want to be 60 before my last kid leaves home. What would the guys at work think? Your wife's too busy for you, huh? Maybe you're not satisfying her needs. I mean, fuck you, charm. Sorry. As well you should be. I will not tolerate cursing in my household. This one time I can forgive you. But you were not able to reach an understanding. No, it just got worse and worse. All we did was argue. She even tried to go back to work. We didn't need two incomes. Why go back to work? I thought she would enjoy the free time. And so she left you. Yeah, just came home from work one day and all her stuff was gone. Del Morgan didn't say anything. She just looked at me from across the billiard table. She hadn't taken a shot in a while. Whose turn was it? Do you believe in God, Drake? Well, what kind of question is that? It's a perfectly natural question. Do you believe in God? Not anymore. When did you lose your faith? I remember looking up from that desk. I didn't say this. It was thoughts that came before Del Morgan, before the beach. I looked up from that desk, looking around and about the office. I remember looking to all the other people, working, talking, taking phone calls, shuffling paper. We'd all just been shuffling paper this way, that way. Someone must have cared, but it certainly had not been me. We should have burned the building and danced around it naked. I don't remember. I am sorry. I hope you find your faith again. We didn't talk after that, finishing the game. There was nothing more to say. It was strange. I couldn't look at her. She had bought me, paid five million dollars, had ripped out my heart just to prove that she owned me. But after that game, I couldn't look at her, couldn't see her the same way. She seemed almost human. She had almost been kind. Gave me all the time I needed to adjust to her world. Well, almost all the time. It wasn't long after that talk that she put me to work. She sent me on my first errand. This audio recording of The Fearful Pagidian, Pit the Tail on the Donkey, is copyright 2010 by Keith T. Jones. All rights reserved. 